0: Hello, I'm Larry and welcome to the 50th episode of Tech Byte, brought to you by TechNext. Uh, this is a huge landmark for us, because it means we've been doing this and bringing you the latest news updates from the world of tech and amazing conversations with industry experts for 49 episodes. That is 49 weeks, and that's that's a very big one. And, you know, what better way to celebrate the 50th anniversary or uh, episode than to bring back the OGO of Tech Byte. David, welcome, David.
1: Hi, hi everyone. <laughs> it's nice to be here again after a very long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 50
1: episodes, that's very impressive. Right, very Like very, very impressive. Yeah.
0: Uh, this was a very busy week for the tech ecosystem. There were lots of happenings and events and, you know, we would, as usual, be taking you around the world of tech, you know, touching base with some of this topic. And beyond Sorry. that, we would also be having a major conversation about the new uh Minister for Communications, Innovations, and Digital Economy, Bosun Tijani. And you know, we'll just be touching bases with what we think he should do for the tech ecosystem and what he plans to do for the tech ecosystem and uh, all of that. But before we get into that, we have a guest also who will be joining us to have that conversation. Uh, but before we go into that, we'll just give you the news bites. So first, we have Money Point enters Nigeria consumer banking segment to rival OP and Pound Alright, so Money Point is one of those popular guys that really became popular this year because mm-hmm. of the old cash problem that happened between January, March, April and all of those things. And you know it's one of the leading business banking solutions now with over 1.5 million merchants on its on its platform so now it's saying that it wants to enter the consumer banking segment so it will be providing a consumer facing mobile app it will also be providing debit cards for consumers like for me and you that's Mm -hmm. what that's what it means right Mm -hmm. so the financial service provider will be providing mastercard cards vev cards and all of these things with the app Like your bank app, right? You'll be able to pay bills, purchase at time, transfer funds, and all of those things. Everything you do with your bank app on a daily, you'll be able to do all of this with the app. And you would also be able to get the debit cards at ATM and POS terminals where its merchants are, right? And it even says that overdraft is coming soon, which is Mm -hmm. like a... Which is like taking a page out of Kuda's playbook, <laughs> and there have been lots of conversations about how to just you know rival these big guys. What do you think, David? Can he actually do it?
1: Um. So I think Money Point. Money Point is what we are witnessing is a slow metamorphosis of Money Point. Um. It's good that they started their market approach
0: from, from the business SMEs. Funda-
1: yeah. Yeah. From a business part of the Nigerian segment that will really not run out of business. People change banks and all, but MoneyPoint started from giving out POSs and mm-hmm. doing all those transactions, which when you really think about it, a large volume of online transactions in Nigeria are done via POSs. Yeah. Even when you get to communities where there are no banks, where people do not use banking apps, people use POSs. Yeah. So capturing that segment of the market <clears throat> Positioned money points in a way that they are very, very liquid. People mm. would always mm. use their platforms, they will always get their cut off transactions and money points gotten through that. And sometimes around last year, with their advert with Fino and all, they introduced bank accounts for merchants. Yeah. And, and what that has done is also give them a base of B2B users. So if you have a lot of shop owners, business owners that are using money points, Coupled with the fact that these business owners can use Money Point POS, POS yeah. so Money Point has a steady stream of customers. And hmm. if you're if you're selling jeans, you're selling shoes, and you're using Money Point account, you're using Money Point POS, you'll be doing volumes every day. Unlike a regular individual account owner, I receive salary <laughs> at the end of the month. I spread yeah. my transactions across the month, but the volume does not really change because it's salary. Yeah. So Money Point has captured that segment of the market where. Their bread and butter is secured. So, what Money Points wants to do now is to become a full-fledged bank, as it were. Right mm. now, target the mass, and, and I feel what Money Points wants to do at this point is to get the numbers. Mm. Yeah, you've mm. gotten 1.5 million reliable. My uh, chance, my chance. You've gotten a lot of POS holders. Now, what you're really going to be doing is going for tens and fifties of millions of subscribers that you could use for maybe raise funds, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. do a lot of market visibility. But really, it's a low-profit area, right? The reports that we've read about CUDA tells us that it's a low-profit area. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be competing in that trenches with the likes of CUDA and OP. And OP is a they are they are already experienced in the trenches the so money point <laughs> is going to a, a segment where they are competing with somebody that that has tested that this was over born time, and bred exactly. in the trenches so it's going to be its going to be cash consuming for money point mm-hmm. but i really feel that yeah why not if you've done the other ones and you've gotten a consistent um, stream of income i just think they can go for it
0: yeah i also think it's probably one of the reasons why they sponsored the current bb ninja right because yeah, they will now be able to push the ads because i was thinking when they sponsored it, like your business guys are in the streets are they really going to watch bibi ninja that much to want to get your pos and all of those things but it makes sense now because everybody that watches bibi ninja now go ahead to download the money point app exactly. and have an account exactly. so exactly. that was that was a master class for master stroke <laughs> so yeah money points we wish you the best as you get into the trenches walk up so the next uh, is founders factory africa closes a 114 million round to better serve founders in africa so if you don't know founders factory africa is a south africa based venture capital firm that invests in early stage startups and it allowed it announced this week that it has closed 114 million dollars to scale uh, its model to better serve founders across the african tech ecosystem which it will be using to fund Founders, fund startups in early stages, and all of those things. This is a good news for the tech ecosystem because we're currently in that period where money is not coming in that much. Mm -hmm. People, Mm -hmm. everybody is shutting down the bank. You know, trickling down small, small things out there. And for someone to raise 140 million to still be able to invest in tech startups, it is a huge one. A huge chunk of the funding came from Mastercard Foundation, the Johnson and Johnson Impact Ventures an impact fund within the Johnson and Johnson Foundation, the Scotty Foundation, which focuses on improving healthcare solutions in developing countries. Uh I think this is this is a very good one for the tech ecosystem.
2: Yeah, yeah. A
1: win is a win. Mm-hmm. Anytime, any day. Mm-hmm. Um so what, what MasterCard is doing, I mean what MasterCard has been doing across the system is also what we see them do with Founders Factory. Mm-hmm. Founders Factory has been doing a lot in this space. Now getting this investment from platforms like MasterCard and the others shows that at least the the traditional, bo- though innovative players still mm-hmm. have a lot of fit in the ecosystem. They yeah. might not really be getting funding from the new players as it were because of economic factors, but this is a very hopeful news for Africa. I found that factory, I, I mean, with the model that we've seen, we've seen that they don't just give funds, they also provide support. Yeah, incubation. and Incubation, the they give you, they give you uh, consulting on talent, on marketing, mm-hmm. on product yeah. development and all. So, Founders Factory is like a good vehicle to to utilize this fund, so it's a win. A win is a win for us. Mm-hmm. So any win at all. <laughs>
0: so yeah, I mean, and so far they've invested in fifty-five tech startups across eleven countries in East, West, North, and South Africa. So, if you're a founder, startup owner listening to this, uh, you might want to watch out for Founders Factory Africa. Mm. Yeah, mm. you can thank us later, though. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, moving on uh, so we have chat gpt our our very lovable ai solution but it's currently did you know that ChatGPT gpt costs seven hundred thousand dollars to run daily and at the current bond rates it might be no more or the company that owns chat gpt open ai might go bankrupt in 2024 according to a new report that came out yeah uh open ai spends 700k dollars daily to operate ChatGPT, gpt and you know yeah recently it raised 10 billion dollars from microsoft and some other investors to cover this cost but the operations might cease soon but once money runs out of out of the account and everything and if it doesn't become profitable soon as well the company might go bankrupt at the end of 2024 and might stop operations this is going to be a huge blow if it happens like, yeah,
1: the question is the question is you blow for who <laughs> <laughs> for users now yeah, everybody's
0: yeah. so used to charge gpt now that you just want to <laughs>
1: you guys will move on to something else
0: <laughs> the truth
1: is if you're spending seven hundred thousand dollars a day that's on, on a solution then that solution has to be holding the global peace together or <laughs> that solution has to be what is refining the hair that would breathe so oh, well, I'm just being sarcastic. But Open A uh, Open AI is building something that is innovative, fantastic, and is mm-hmm. changing the way we interact with the world, with technology. But the problem is, it is difficult monetizing the market to be able to make that volume of money per day.
0: Yeah, yeah? actually, I'm
1: not even sure Facebook and and all makes seven hundred thousand dollars day. Per, day. per day. So if you're going to be Covering business costs plus profits, then you it has to be that a significant population of the seven billion dwellers on this world have to be paying a certain amount of dollars per it's day. It's easy solution. Per day, because if you're making seven hundred, you mean seven hundred thousand people have to be paying one dollar per day. Do that over thirty days, it's thirty dollars per individual times seven hundred thousand. They have to be paying monthly. Hmm i'm oh. not sure there is really a lot of startups that have yeah, that a lot right. of tech companies that have that kind of user base paying user base across the globe so it's a difficult one they they, they really need to think of how they can scale down the Mm-hmm.
0: i mean they projected 200 million dollars as annual revenue in 2023 and in 2024 they are projecting 1 billion us dollars and even if they eat those targets it soon still be enough to keep it running or afloat hmm. and their losses would has doubled to five hundred and forty million dollars since they started ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that. Chat GPT usage has also declined in recent times. Uh the highest was one point nine billion in May. Uh in in the next month, June, it recorded one point seven billion. And in July it recorded one point five billion. And this is not unheard of. I mean there've been more solutions in the market now. You have bad by Google, you have Binge, you have several other AI startups in the space that are competing for the same market. So Chat GPT, uh I don't know what to say to you but i'm sure you guys will figure it out <laughs> so yeah uh down to our home here in nigeria this is which is a very good one nigerian school girls at fggc shagamu which is the federal government college shagamu ogun state uh built an ai robot called kiki shaggy Mm. when i saw the name i, th- I was thinking brashagi <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so kikishagi is from the name the full name okikiola shagamu which is where the school is located all right um, the project involved 10 students and a few of the school staff members and the students that were involved in the robotics 16 were drawn from the senior classes and the junior classes the robot is six feet tall it weighs 60 kg and has a maximum speed of 10 km per hour. It can talk, it can walk, it can even gesticulate, and it is their first successful trial. And uh, they've had several previous trials that were not successful, uh, but it is it is really really a good one. Robotics is is the new thing. Robotics, AI, machine learning, and it's it's amazing to see that nigeria is catching up even at secondary school level right like Mm. it is it is really interesting to see that we're doing this now before they even go on to university and you know get more more education about it It yeah it's really good this is a very
1: good news for nigeria who relished this since like last week when it broke so Mm -hmm. it's a very good news to see young people creating these at the secondary school level is fantastic um for me I would just say that if government could government of that state could look at how they could institutionalize this creativity, starting from that school then down to other schools. How do we create labs where young people rather than drawing thorax and spider <laughs> can begin to create solutions that can that can change the world, right? So this might be a beginning, but it's a good beginning.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Well done, girls. And we hope several other schools and locations take take after you and do yeah. so. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, the fight of the century for the tech ecosystem that we've been expecting might not be happening anymore. Uh, This is because Mark Zuckerberg, I said, is probably no longer interested in the cage fights because Elon Musk is unserious. Uh, Just to give you a bit of a background, if you've listened to Tech Byte before, we've talked about this fight. Uh, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Elon Musk is the CEO of Twitter, SpaceX, Tesla. And Mark Zuckerberg is the CEO of Meta, which owns Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, and now Threads, right? And so many other solutions. So the two of them have hinted that they would actually have like a fight like a cage fight you know and a location that was undisclosed and all of the returns would go to charity and all of that and there were so many memes that flew around the internet that week that this announcement was made like so many memes and now Mark Zuckerberg is saying he's down today tomorrow he's ready but elon musk has been the one that has been pushing elon musk initially said oh he needed to get a back surgery Boy is back. <laughs>
1: if if Mark wants to beat somebody, should beat someone. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> eventually, Elon Musk is now saying, "Let's take the solution uh, Let's take the fight to somewhere in Italy or something. Let's do it like La like, style." <laughs> when an already announced location was somewhere in the U.S., so Masuka is like, "Bruh, come clean or let's forget about this thing." uh People have been saying. Mosk is scared because mark is a trained jiu-jitsu practitioner and you know he's ready he says he's ever ready but Mosk is like the one that is uh is, is, is going back man is scared my <laughs> guy does not want to get beaten or, or, <laughs> so, or so we think
1: well i i think that i, I think it's just typical of Elon Musk to to either create challenges or accept challenges without really thinking it through I don't know what his personal routine is, but I don't see Elon Musk as someone that is very fit. No,
0: nah, I don't think yeah, so. so.
1: But Mark, I mean, you could see the transformation and some of the activities he post online. Um, yeah, this guy is ready to kill people. <laughs> he, he engages in a lot of physical activity. So just having a challenge with someone. And if you're really going to go on that challenge for three months, six months, you should be doing activities daily that will put you at some point where you have some leverage. And I don't see Elon Musk doing any of that. So either you do the gladiator style or you do the any bro, just Enya, fight. <laughs> whichever way. The world wants to see two tech people go go head to head. But I'm not sure physically Elon Musk is ready for it. And I would just advise Mark. Just move on, bro. Yeah. fight someone else. Because even if you do an Elon Musk... <laughs> he's gone. Even will take it beyond
0: normal fights. Yeah, so Mark has said he's moving on to other people who are serious fight, about fights. Fight if all he of those wants things. to
1: fight, he should come and fight.
0: Like, if you want to... Okay, okay. The last person that said that, we know where he is now. <laughs> if he wants to fight, he should come and fight. <laughs> all right. That brings us to the end of our news around the world of tech. We'll be going into the conversation now. And like I mentioned earlier, the conversation is about expectations for the new Minister of Communications, uh, innovation, innovation and the Digital Economy, Bosun Tijani. What do we expect from him uh, as the new Minister? Just to give you a background on Bosun Tijani, Bosun Tijani is an Nigerian British entrepreneur and co-founder of the co-creation hub, popularly known or called as CC hub. Uh, it's one of the leading Pan-African innovation and technology center. Uh, so, Bosun, Bosman, as is frequently called by, you know, Tech Bros and Texas in the ecosystem, is known as a very big industry leader in the African technology ecosystem. I mean, majority of the innovations we have, recent innovations, the millennials, Gen Z innovations, majority of the founders had to go through CCUB at one point or the other. Many of them were incubated at CCUB. So, Bosun has been like a Like a John the Baptist for many and many apostles of the tech ecosystem now. I mean, he was named as one of of the 100 most influential people on the continent by the New Africa magazine. When Mark Zuckerberg visited Nigeria in 2016, he was the one that initiated it, uh, the first visit of Mark Zuckerberg. And, you know, this was also to put Africa on the map in terms of global technology. He has also hosted several other global tech leaders, Mark uh, Jack Dorsey, and recently he had a fire chats chat with Microsoft founder uh, Bill Gates. You know, uh, in 2019, Sisiob also acquired Kenya's iOB, and, uh, has gone on to create a design lab in kigali and rwanda in the same year and in 2023 cc has also expanded into southern africa in namibia and all of that so he's actually a very big guy in the tech ecosystem and when it was announced if you're on tech twitter or tech any platform online you could see like many people were actually happy about the announcement but david what do you think about the appointment
1: yeah i think it's good for the tech ecosystem it's it's only an it's only you would only say it's not a good thing if you are ignorant or if you do not know boston tijani as it were okay it's very good for the ecosystem <clears throat> for a couple of reasons first boston tijani was here when the ecosystem was at its nascent stage right mm-hmm. cco is about 10 years old and 10 years is a long time in Nigerian tech history a lot of the startups that are here right now not very many of them are up to 10 years in age and those ones that are up to 10 years pretty much like you said started up with Bosson's building in cc up so yeah. it has it has impact on the people who are making a difference in the ecosystem so it's a good thing if you're able to continue that trend in a political capacity. Now he has the power to make rules, to make regulations that would officially support the ecosystem to thrive, and that is a good thing about his appointment. That's the first one. Second is, for once, that is this is an opportunity for young people to make those decisions. I mean, mm-hmm. person is not old.
0: He's yeah, forty-six. Yeah,
1: it's not old. He, <laughs> he's not a old person, and he has a. L- and most importantly, he has a lot of young people around him, people mm, that he could mm. put in other positions to make other decisions. Now, don't forget that the ministry that he has been handed over, and that he has been given to manage, has different parastatals that make critical decisions that affect the ecosystem. So, it yeah. it could make impact in a, in a very diverse ways, and it's very good for the tech ecosystem across board in Nigeria. Very, mm-hmm. very good. Yeah,
0: very good. Uh just like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, we'll not be doing this alone. So we have on the call with us Tomiwo. Tomiwo is editor here, managing editor at technest Boss, welcome
2: thank you Damien. It's a pleasure to be here you know always. Mm-hmm. And like everyone is feeling tech ecosystem. I'm
0: very happy that person has been named Now one of our own has been named as the oh, minister for <laughs> the <laughs> yeah yeah so the uh um, so i'll be moving on to next so the ICT space in is a very prominent one like david mentioned in nigeria i mean uh in 2022 the ICT space contributed about 15 percent to the nigeria's to nigeria's gdp in total which is which is a huge sum I think it was even more than oil. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more than oil. Fifteen point three five percent, which is a growth of uh from the fourteen point two zero percent in twenty twenty one. So we've seen steady growth in the ICT space. And just in case you're listening to this podcast, uh the ICT space, when we talk about it in terms of Nigeria, it's not just startups, it's comprises of telecommunications, information services, publishing. Mm-hmm motion picture, sound recording, music production, and broadcasting. All right. It's encompasses of all of these things as well as several other ones, right? But this is like the umbrella for it. So this is what Boswell has been tasked with doing. It's Mm -hmm. a very huge one. All right. Uh, So I'll be going into the next question. What are some things that you kind of expect from him over the next four years at least? David. Well, um, I
1: breaking it into a couple of components, actually, is the best way to look at this because, I mean, when you pretty much ask people, they say, make rules that support the ecosystem, <laughs> NSAS. Yeah, those are part of it, but it's best for us to, to break it down into different components. And in one of our write-ups in Technext, we did that. We explained it in different parts. I think the first fundamental point is policy policy that really helps the ecosystem policy that helps anyone that has a smart idea in the ecosystem to be able to make money without any fear that government would clamp down on the idea simply because they don't understand it or they don't agree with it so policy policy is the first point and being Sitting in a room with the presidency, with a lot of other powerful entities, mm. you should be able to... BOSO should be able to create that table where the younger generation, where the innovators can sit down across the table with the other generation who are, who are in position of power to say, this is how we want it to look like. And these are the solutions we are going to create to make it look like it. Um, it is natural for young people innovative young people not to see the dangers. So the older people could always see what the dangers are. And we could s- sit across the table, have those conversations, and come to a center point. So I see him uh, bringing CBN to mm-hmm. round table with fintechs. I see mm-hmm. him bringing NCC to round table with both fintechs and telecom providers to say, How do we create opportunities for everyone to play in this space? Banking services shouldn't just be for banks. FinTech should be able to play to the extent that they want to play. People were having conversations recently that when fintechs got into banking transactions, a lot of the banking costs were halved or almost eradicated. CBN was forced to tell banks to reduce ATM charges, Mm -hmm, SMS charges. Because... Fintechs got in and they proved to everyone that you could do it at a cheaper rate, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing if you now go into things me like me. FX transactions. If a lot of fintech companies are allowed to play in that space without inhibitions, just imagine how easy it would be for a lot of people to be able to buy foreign currencies, sell, yeah. and all of that. But the CBN is scared, and understandably so. When you open a segment that is very, very volatile, critical to the life of a lot of people (laughs) money is life to a lot of people when you open it down to a lot of young boys that are in hoodies and driving bents sitting behind one yeah you can't exactly (laughs) say who who among them could just wipe up people's life savings in one click Mm. so it needs to be able to be that confidence point for the government to say i vouch for these guys Let's open up the rules. Let's create this kind of sandbox so that those who are tinkering with ideas that could make the process faster for all of us could um, do it in a space where we can guarantee the safety. And if anyone fails, there will also be some sort of insurance to ensure that people don't lose their money. And lastly, when it comes to the policy point, there is also that arrogance in the tech space where we feel that we know a lot and we we don't need the other generation so he also needs to be able to have community conversations with the tech people and say yeah we have a lot of our w- wisdom we can we have we have the strength we have the fastidiousness to get things done yeah but we do not also have the experience and we have these mm-hmm. older people some of them have worked in institutions across the world right let's have conversations and those conversations will help us Rather than derail us um, so the, pol- the policy regulation is the most important part i just give a summary to read but for starters the, the 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 tech ecosystem needs to get out of loggerheads with the government yeah and only the minister of tech who is a young person who we see as one of us can facilitate that conversation and i think that is the starting point for bosu
0: Hmm, great. Uh, Tommy, do you want to weigh in on that? What are some things you, you would be expecting from Bosman over the next four years at least?
2: Well, over the next four years, we expect a lot from him. Like the president said during his campaign, Bosman needs to hit the ground running. <laughs> and he, he, when the president was releasing his um, agenda, he said that he, need, he wants to use ICT to create, I think, 2 million jobs. Of a large amount of jobs in the first two years of his uh, administration already three months has gone and now we're just getting the minister so i understand that true city of bosnia has already contributed immensely to the growth of the tech ecosystem so it will know the host plug, the way that more jobs can be created for young nigerians and also david said that uh, money is the backbone of something ar- along that line why it's very important to bring cbn and fintechs together but for the growth of the tech ecosystem we actually need better internet services and the internet penetration in nigeria is still below 48 percent, and this is not good this is not good at all already a lot of stakeholders in the uh, telecom industry they want more free reign. They want less taxation. They want more opportunities to actually thrive. And if you consider the fact that the telecommunications industry contributed about 14% of Nigeria's GDP in Q1 of 2023 alone, I think a lot of things, that has to be the foundation for the future that Bosun needs to bring to the tech ecosystem. So while it's important to sit down with CBN and the money guys, the telecoms guys need to be made happy. They need to be happy with the policies. Everything that it does needs to ensure that there's a serious backbone for internet penetration, more subscription, more access to internet connectivity.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and just to add to Tomio's point, on the broadband um, issue, it's notable, it's important to note that the previous Minister of Communications, and the uh, Dr. mobola Johnson, blueprint. designed a blueprint mm-hmm. with That blueprint was not a design. She had like a committee of stakeholders, people in the private sector, infrastructure service, people in broadband, who had broadband companies, Mm. data center, and other players in the telecom and the banking space sat down and said, if we follow these basic steps in the next 10 years, this is where we should be. And they set a target and they were working with all parties to achieve that. But you know, disruption in government, Jonathan mm-hmm. lost. A new minister came in, uh, Barrister uh, uh, Shitu, yeah. who, who, who wasn't even on the know about that for some reason. was a lawyer. Some, for some reason, <laughs> right? Then the new minister, Pantami, Pantami came, came, came back to the table and was having conversations about right of way with governors and all of that. And a lot of the states reduced the cost of right of way, mm, so that so that fibres could be laid across their state, and some are yet to come to terms with that. Just to add to uh, tommy's point, it is not sufficient for us to say we need to have broadband and we are going to Statement. Boso now needs to sit with stakeholders and say where did we stop? Forget about the hula balu re- updates we receive every month, like. Millions of Nigerians are on internet. What is the quality of the, the internet, internet itself, that they have yeah. access to? How do we get the same 5G or 4G broadband we have in Lagos, in Equiti, or in Plateau, or in Gumbi, or in Zamfara? What do we really need to lay down? Sometimes, you just need government to give you access, or give you access free of charge. If you can bring data to my state in Ekiti, I will not tax you, but when people start using the internet, I can tax whatever business they do with it sometimes you actually need security for the infrastructure builders Mm. engineers go to state people attack them with cutlass they steal their infrastructure exactly (laughs) you have to pay (laughs) the veil before you can dig this place in delta Mm -hmm. state so the state might just need to provide military escort or police to ensure that people are able to build whatever they build sometimes it's just structure to protect what has been built yeah So you need to engage different people. So I would love to see him engaging governors on right-of-way, engaging security agencies on protection and protecting the engineers, engaging some other groups. I mean, the president has good relationship now with militants and all. Mm -hmm. So using that same access, maybe when Mr. Asari comes to Asura to say, how how do we create it as part of this security framework? How do we create a, f- I'm we create a <laughs> framework for protecting our structures across the Niger Delta? Mm-hmm. Because you may be laughing. If you put 5G structure in Bayesa and one Niger Delta guy carries it and puts it on boat and drives it away, that's the end of that system. Right? It's so, you, you, the engagement needs to go beyond English. You mm-hmm. need to now enter the trenches. And circulars oh, exactly, and all of those things. Exactly.
0: And I think one thing I'm happy about Boston's um, appointments is the fact that he has been in the trenches right so he has been the hustling tech entrepreneur who has been at the receiving end of all of these policies these guys have been making over the last 12 10 years right now he's not in a position to actually you know be in the look be in the position to make these policies I really just hope that he's able to remember the days of his of his beginning, you know, when he was still hustling as a tech bro and all of those things, and be able to mix those two worlds together. But uh, Tommy, what do you think he would be able to manage those two worlds? Because now he's not just going to be serving the tech ecosystem as we know it—the startup entrepreneurs, and the businesses—and all of that. Now he has to serve stakeholders. He has to serve telecom guys who are i mean when we say the ict space made 15 percent to the gdp telecoms contributed about 12 percent of that so that's a very very big sector these are guys with 50 years experience and all of those things stakeholders in the different starters the agencies the nccs the NITDAs, does all of these guys need to work for him do you think he will be able to manage all of these stakeholder engagement okay i think tomu is having a talk. show david do you want to take that
1: yeah, I, uh, I think it's it's not about it's not about age. Uh, I work on the music, right? <laughs> so, I mean, don't let us forget about boson has a PhD, and mm-hmm. he has PhD implies that he has done a lot of extensive study on the subject, and um, he understands. He has a relationship across different countries. He understands how these things works in other country my point is you don't really need to be a player in this space to be able to engage this space Mm. what you really need is your ability to command the respect of other players and to be fair there are people in some of these parastators don't forget that the ministry of communications have about seven parastators ncc NITDA, galaxy backbone um nimsi um nasdra um i mean i said is the other side nesa uh, which does satellite and one other company that does a uh, planning and strategy so the point is at night post right you are mm, there are mm. civil servants in all of these parastatals that have been there for 20 30 40 years and they understand how their specific parastatal works so if you have somebody who is a director in Nightpost and he has been at Nightpost for 20 years, he mm-hmm. understands how nightpost work. I'm, pos- I'm sure that person must have done courses abroad mm-hmm. to s- understand <laughs> how the postal <laughs> services of other countries, countries work. work yeah. So they know what should happen. They know what is happening. They know what is deficient with their system. Nigerians have knowledge bank. It's execution that is a problem. So first thing is you don't go into that space assuming you know more than everybody. They are going to frustrate you. As a minister, you can be removed by announcement day, there is a process before you can terminate a civil servant's employment. So you really need to sit down with them and understand what they understand, know what the challenges are, and create a regulatory framework that would allow these people to create innovative ideas and work. Um, just to point it out, the minister has the power now to choose most of the heads of this parastatal Of course, with an approval from the president, sometimes he doesn't really need to. So he can mm. choose the head uh, of NITA, post office master of the of night post and all of that. And these are very powerful people that he can choose higher and higher. Like someone like the NCCDG now has a, has a tenure. So, he may, he may be suspended and all, but you can keep him there or you can have him around. Um, he has two options, practically speaking. Choose your own people or people that, are, that you know and you have certified across all of those places. Those people who work with the civil servants anyway. Or work with the people that are presently there to say, let me understand what your challenges are and how do we work around this. Whichever option he chooses at the end of the day should be left to... Whatever he feels is best. I mean, if the president trusts him to head those parastatals, then he has to make a decision. But the first thing is engagement. If I were in his shoes, the first thing I would do is to have a conversation with everyone in those parastatals, I mean, the heads of those parastatals, and understand their specific challenges. Then you can now create policies, take it to the president to sign. Some might be just direct presidential order. Mm. Like to say, when, when NIMSI was moved from the office of the Secretary General of the Federation to under the, the Ministry of, of communications, Communication, it was just a letter by the president. It was, an, it was a presidential order. So you could give orders too that could eradicate some of the duplications that we have in the system. People use NIN, they use BVN, they have, mm-hmm. they have online registration for ID card, for driver's license or passport. I would expect that someone like you will create a unified system that would have the identity of all Nigerians in one bank it would just be a serial number that if I call my number you can find everything about me my driver's license my marital status my my banking details my criminal record my girlfriends, my nickname, <laughs> my primary school. That is what happens in other countries, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know he has experienced these systems in other countries. Yeah. So you should be able to bring it back home and say, NIMSI, sit on the table. Um, who manages BVN? NCC, sit on the table. How do we unify this system? How do we create a single serial code from all of these structures that can contain the data of a Nigeria? So engagement is the
2: first step for him
0: hmm yeah Solid. Solid. tomu are you back with us now
2: yes i am i had network issues for a minute apologies
0: yeah sure sure uh so one thing boswell had entered or talked about recently like two months ago when he was uh when he was having a talk was about funding so the total funding that came into africa last year was about five billion dollars and boswell had said that nigeria itself has the capability to attract over 10 billion dollars in funding as long as the conditions are right right so i mean i'm expecting now that as minister the ball is in his court to do this what are some things you think he might want to put into place to ensure that he hits his targets and goals
2: well first you know that he has some international experience himself like he has for him to be able to bring in Mark Zuckerberg in twenty sixteen, Jack Dorsey and Bill Gates means he's well respected in the global system. Right. So he knows what we need to do to ensure that more investors are willing to come and invest in the country. And of course, the Nigerian tech ecosystem is arguably the biggest in Africa. So already knows the potential that have and he also knows the right people across the world and what those guys stand to gain, what we stand to gain, the gaps in the markets that can be exploited, and where serious investment should come in. Of course, like David mentioned earlier, there are some policies that should be because there are plenty of foreign companies that have been in the country for many years that they are shutting down now, moving out. Not to talk of the new ones that are already looking for how to exit the market. So, of course, the policies have to be favorable. Oh, okay, right. So, I was done speaking about why Boston is to ensure that the policies are favorable for all investors and also connecting them with the right people in Nigeria.
0: Mm, great, solid. All right, I, th- I think we've touched basically what he should be doing over the next four years and funding and all of those things. But let's put ourselves in issues. If that's the last question now, right? Uh, if you were to be Boston, what would be that f- very first thing you would be doing, David?
1: um first thing is engagement engage internally within your ministry and the rest engage ecosystem players outside of your ministry so talk about players in the private sector companies providing services companies playing in that space <laughs> normally engage them mm-hmm. right have community gatherings speak with people and the next thing is action Action, action, action! The biggest challenge this ecosystem has is funding. I'm not I'm just talking of funding for startups, but funding for other traditional players that are not used to raising funds. VC funds and all of that, yeah. So, I feel that the government of Nigeria—this is my, this is my personal opinion—should create a fund for investing, especially first in businesses that are critical, and it should not be optional. So mm-hmm. if I see a flutter with doing the finances of about 100 million Nigerians, I should start thinking, guys, come, I want to take 20% of your business and I'm giving you $100 million. What that does is it gives you the, them the capacity to do more. And the only thing I want, I don't want to have a board, I don't want to, it's just to have a stake in whatever they are doing. I give them access to businesses, give them access to finances, But also have access to data. So if there is any reason for tomorrow to track terrorists, I can I can just go into the system somehow and be able to deal with it. Then the other part is create a fund generally that will be available to a lot of startup founders if they are interested in taking it. Okay. So these ones you are not making it compulsory. I'm giving you money, give me equity. You're just saying I have hundred million naira here if you really need money for the pa- next three years, come and come for 1 billion each or something. That way, you'll be able to s- keep a lot of businesses at float, right? Mm. So if foreign investors are bringing in money into this space, they are not cutting away your best brains or, or, or the dividends of your best startups. You've already invested in everybody. So let's say federal government has interest in Paystack, in Flutterwave, in Moneypoint, in Andela, in everybody whatever happens like (laughs) the chinese or the russian government don't just have a controlling interest have a very minute interest but even if eventually they sell pay stack your 10 million dollars becomes double to 20 million dollars
0: that's more money for the country that's good (laughs) that's good so
1: at the end of the day you you have a specific interest and the truth is if you're the one funding a couple of founders then you can't really have an uprising because you the, you are one of the backbones of this ecosystem. True, mm. The players in the ecosystem are feeling your direct impact. If you're talking about policy that is not helping fintechs, because government has interest in some fintechs, government will understand. Mm,
0: mm. Because when
1: these founders drop their report, in whosoever government has as a representative on their board, that person will give a feedback to say, <laughs> Mr. Guys. President, this, is, uh, <laughs> not working. this new policy you brought out is not helping these guys. So let's change it. So he has to he has to be able to that's my, that's the second important thing for him to do. First thing is engagement. Second thing is implement the output of those engagement. Third thing is drive the Nigerian government to put a skin in the game. Beyond going to event and talking and promising, government should begin to invest, have an agency be, like we have a Nigeria Sovereign Investment Authority, create one specifically for the for the startup their models of branding will be different, interest rates will be different and all. Their specific goal is every year government puts a certain amount and that certain amount will go into different parasita, telecoms, entertainment and all of that. Putting specific funds strategically for, fund. don't not give away, not grant. Invest in companies that have track record. You can create a baseline to say... Any, government, any company we are investing in will not have less than five years' experience. So they've mm. gone through all the crises. They've built something solid. Then we are putting in our money. Then we give them all the access, international access. So imagine that Flutterwave wants to expand to Kenya. And the Kenyan president He's is having saying, issues with it. "Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm shutting your account." The president of Nigeria can pick up a phone and say, "Ruto, what's up? These, <laughs> what was these people on? are my boys, and I don't expect <laughs> you to do this. Do you want me to also frustrate Kenyan companies? That way, you can open up grounds. The same thing that is happening for Dangote." You can begin to have flutter wave namibia flutter, uh, sorry i'm using flutter wave like any nigerian startup can go to any country and if they have any challenge you can call the minister or the president of nigeria because they have his take so he has to go beyond government just being friends of tech they do have to put money
0: put your money where your mouth is yes
1: once they put money the conversation will be different mm. trust me if he's <laughs> able to convince the president to say set aside 100 million dollars and let's put this money into tech across five years of investment. Planning it, ensuring that the startups you put the same way on you both do due diligence, put in the money, get a stake, equity, appoint a board member, do all of that. And you do that for, let's say, 100 startups across five years. The trickle down effect will be massive. Mm. To be massive, if you do 10 million in the main one, get a certain percentage in the one, will hire other companies, they will do PR, they will do press, they will hire agencies, they will hire consultants, they will hire engineers, then they will be able to pay competing standards with this. With Stop developers that are going to you.
0: And help you create the 2 million jobs you and said this, you wanted to create. these guys
1: will go to the supermarket, they will marry wives, they will do well. <laughs> <laughs> The money is coming back to you. Mm, they will mm. pay taxes, they will do all of that. Just give them rules as well. Don't. If I give you 10 million dollars, you can't domicile it in a foreign country. You have to keep it here. You have to do all of that. Once, I, I don't know if anybody can share this audio with you. Once the government can do that one thing, the ecosystem will change
0: amawa all right <laughs> Tommy uh two things one thing you need, you need that needs to be done immediately i think Tomiwo is off okay okay um yeah i think that brings us to the end of our conversation for today uh, thank you very much Tommy thank you very much david for being on this call today uh it's been an insightful one and yeah boss bossman, if you're listening you can reach out to us later you, know? you can thank <laughs> us <laughs> but yeah that brings us to the end of it don't forget this is episode 50 and that means you have 49 episodes to listen to uh we have amazing amazing content and conversations we've had in the past and that you need to go check out all right, and uh, you can listen to it on Apple Podcast, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Samsung, RSS, everywhere. Just search for Tech Bytes and you would have it. You can also visit technext24.com to check more uh, details about the news we earlier shared, as well as news as they come by in the tech ecosystem in Nigeria, Africa, and the globe. Uh, still dami and david and tomo joined us today so will come to your ears and eyes next week take care yeah thank you